Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. Father God, we pray for those that are listening tonight, Lord God, and those that are on the highways and byways and taking care of their families, Lord God. We open up prayer for them, Lord. Keep them safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, Lord God. Give them traveling mercy. Father God, we ask you that we study your word. That you open up our hearts and minds of understanding, Lord God, that we be pleasing in your sight, doing your will, Lord God. Bless the airways tonight, Lord God, as we go forth in Jesus Christ's name. We pray, Amen. 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 Hey, strong, strong prayer, man. And speak of my another brother, man, brother Joe. How you doing, man? Doing good, my brother. Did you I have a chance? Good to see you, man. Good. To see yes, you. sir. Yeah, I got that. Got to preach God's word today. That's what. Oh, happened. you did. Oh, you still right. warm then? You still warm? I'm on fire. I'm on fire, man. <laughs> good, good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. Did you get Did you get a chance to read where we at tonight? Uh, no, where we at, brother? Where we at? Uh, we doing um, uh, five and six alignment under God. That's on. We starting on fifty seven tonight. You got it. Trying to catch up. Hold on. Uh, you probably still in front of Dakota. <laughs> I'm gonna try and catch up this week. Uh -huh. <laughs> sure you will. Yeah, we start on fifties. We start on fifty-seven. Really, either one of y'all. Anyone? Huh? You said a lot. What is the subject? Aligning yourself with impact. Yeah, align yourself with impact. Okay. That, that first, that first page, fifty-seven and fifty-eight. He really just talking about the Baltimore Colts. Colts. It really, it wasn't really no meat in that. But on fifty-nine. Okay, I'm really. Okay, I'm there. You there? Yeah. You there? Yeah. And man, fifty-nine. Being a man, man, man. I was like, oh man, the football game. I ain't really ain't no meat over there. But as soon as I jumped on fifty-nine, being a man. Whoa. The first thing I highlighted in that was if we, as men, could ever fully comprehend all that God has not only intended for us, but has also provided for us, we would not only improve our own lives as well as our families, but we will also impact our churches and community and the entire world. And then it went on down and it, it broke down the different categories of men. And I want to go through them. And then give anybody, 
everybody probably own up to one. I'm not sure if we multiple at one time, but it says a passive man, a male who is unable or unwilling to take the leadership role that God has assigned him to have. A domineering man, a male who thinks manhood is measured by his ability to emotionally and or physically force compliance to his demands. Number three, a sexual man, a male who measures his manhood by the amount of women he can comfort. Number four, a corporate man, a male who defines his manhood by the amount of time he invests in his career and or by the amount of money he can accrue. Number five, irresponsible man, a male who refuses to provide properly for the well-being of those under his care. And number six is a hedonistic, whatever. Hedonistic? Yeah, that whatever you said. <laughs> a male who lives for self-gratifying self pleasure at the expense of those around here. I'm going to go first. I think I know for sure I've been number three. I definitely, I've definitely been a sexual man. And, and I think most people struggle through that at some point, but because the world really, the world glorifies that. And what it does is pushes us even further from the kingdom because that stage is so, it's such a fleshly, it's such right. a fleshly thing. It's it's right. actually anti-spirit, if you be honest about it. It's a it's the opposite of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so the, the longer you stuck there, the world just passes you by. And so that's just the one that I know that I can say for sure that I have been. One of you guys want to jump in there on that? Yeah, I can tell you right now that uh the first one, a passive man. Mm-hmm. A male who is unable or unwilling to take leadership role that God has assigned him to have. And uh, the irresponsible man, a male who refused to provoke properly for the well-being of those under his care. Growing up, I never, never knew I had to. Right. I was, I was always, always me. I had no kids, none of that. So it was all about me. I ain't had to leave nobody but me. And whatever I'm doing, that's it. It's all, it was all about that. And you can put uh, the third one in there too, but it was all about me. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I got married in my late my late years. So, for all my life, up until I got saved, man, it was about me. Yeah. Party, traveling, uh, women, and, and, and everything that go with it. So, taking care of somebody else, or care about somebody else. You know, you care for your family, but not in the sense of being a man of God. Right. Yeah, not not that sense. You love me. I'm glad yeah. you went there, Brother Robert, because mm -hmm. I chose to start off with number three because as a man, no, the average guy won't even feel bad by admitting that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of what we had, even, even saved, and you no, know, most right. of us will say, hey, I've been that, right? But mm -hmm. I can say I've been both of them too that you just said. But <laughs> how many men feel comfortable to admit that they was a passive man? Because if you read the definition of that again, a yeah. male, a male who is unable or unwilling to take the leadership role that God That's has right. assigned him to have, 
I think all of yeah. us fall short of that at, at some point. At, yeah. at some point, in the, before we got to where we where we at now, I think right. we all. But I don't think all of us will raise our hand on that one because it, it don't look good as the as the sexual man. The sexual man, the world will tell you you the dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You the dog. You you the dog because hey man, you 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 conquered a lot of women. You know you did a lot of things in that capacity because even though we know that it's wrong, it's hard to get that out. I mean, I had the dude, the older dudes in my neighborhood, they poured that into me. They poured, hey man, man, I'm going out with another woman. I heard it as a kid, and so it became a natural thought process. And then not having someone to model Christ-like qualities. It's you just naturally take in what you the guy I looked up to all of those guys. So even without even thinking about my conquest, me being sexually, the damage I'm doing to people and, and trying to find myself and trying to find myself. So no one steered me to Christ, which is where my identity really was. My my mm-hmm. identity was located inside of Christ, but because yeah. it was steered all the way the wrong way. You you misled and feeling good about yourself in wrongdoings. That's right. I'm feeling great because I got a lot of women. You know what I'm saying? And every time God is like, hey, I'm over here. I got so much for you over there. But until you until you see what he has for you and have an understanding, and that's why I'm so grateful that I met my mentor at the age of 32, because I honestly believe without that encounter, I'm not sure when. I, I'm sure I would have got there. I don't know when I would have got there. So that was, that's good stuff. I think, um, I think, too, uh, because of, uh, but because of the sexual <clears throat> sexual side of I became right, right. Yeah, because I was because I, I had responsibilities that I, I needed, like I can't have me to do. In that, in that direct to be uh, consumers uh, having unfaithful uh, relationships my, in my married life, you know, it caused it caused fall in the, in that leadership role of being the house and being the man that God has to be. <clears throat> because <clears throat> not only did it it affect it, it affected me, it affected my affected the people around me. So. Um, and and then it, it I thought on being the man feeding my son the way the way uh, he led. Let me let me read this to you real quick. This is so, um it's a it's a Douglas. And uh, give me I, I need to get to it real quick. You good? It's a, it's a quote from Frederick Douglass. I don't know if y'all heard it before, but um it it it, it was so powerful. And I'll have it for you for right here in a second. Hold on just a second. Here it is. It says, it says, better to build strong sons than to repair weak men. Did you catch that? Say it again. It said, it's, it's, it's better. It says, Frederick, it is better to build strong sons than to repair weak men. Hmm. A strong son than to prepare a weak man. Yeah, it says Frederick says it's better to prepare, it's better to build strong sons strong than son. to repair weak men. Okay, okay, I got you. 
You, you got you got what you got. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got that. Because we got, got a lot of yeah, but we try we try our sons to be strong men. Right. So we gotta get to them first by the young. Right. So, and what I was doing, I was going, I wasn't I was thinking we because of the lifestyle that I Right. You know, and you know, sometimes we say spirit is willing, flesh is weak. But when you have more of the spirit of God in your relationship with God, you won't fall into those things. And then you will be the leader that God would have for you to be. But when he come back, he, you know, like looking for Adam this time. Right. You know, Adam in charge. And then Adam want to blame it on the woman. Because he, did, he didn't say nothing. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Because he say didn't God. say that. Because he was silent. I mean, and we do, and we just left left his woman out. But right. but I'm just saying now that the way that I am now, that's that's changed. Right. Because and then and then being single too, now I have to be wait on God to get the the, the, the give me the woman that He want me to, have, not what I want. Right. Because. Because I didn't, I didn't fail in the area. Right. So that's 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 what I want. Watch it, watch this, watch this here, brother George. Watch, yeah. watch what the next thing that I highlighted. Watch how it ties into what you just said. Oh. It's it says, men, we don't have a wife, family, kids, community, or job problem. We have mm -hmm. a man problem. Oh yes. Then a kingdom man involves exercising authority and responsibility along with wisdom and compassion. A kingdom man intentionally aligns his life, choices, thoughts, and actions under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And, it, and then it starts talking about malehood. It got different kind of hoods, the malehood, boyhood, and then the third one. Is manhood, oh. but that just that just lined up with what you talked about and and how we we are molding our young men incorrectly, honestly. Right. We we, we babying them now, and then mm -hmm. we gotta repair them as they get older because what we're doing is damaging them. Right. We we we, we want them to care about their image. We want right. them, you know what I'm saying? we raising them to look good. Mm -hmm. No. How many how many people raising their young men to to to, to know Christ, to know right. Jesus? Right. We, they got we 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 gotta let them go through jail three and four times before we start pouring. And now they're gonna it's up to them to to receive right. it, but it's up to us to pour it. It's up to us to pour it. Now they don't have to receive it, but it's our responsibility to pour. You know what? And then you saying that too, you know, nephews looking at me. I mean, right. I had I had my nephew looking at me too. See, mm -hmm. first child was 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 a, was a first child was a girl, so so I had to. If Christ got a hold of me, then then I'm not trying to contradict myself, but I was out there and the things I was doing it affected my nephew. But when my daughter came, I, I was I was a God. You, you know, right? Oh so, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I took I took on a first date. I took her on the first date. <laughs> we had our first meal. I gave her first name. I, I talked to her about how men are. Right. And now today, now today, I'm in just because 
she she's married. She's got a she got a, a a godly husband, and and she's bringing her daughter up in the admiration of the Lord. <clears throat> right. Yes, yeah. and and that's and that's what it's about. It's really about us. We we want our kids, and, and it, as we go a little bit further, it starts talking about mm. the covering and the headship. Right. And a lot of times when we hear headship, we think about our kids and our wife, and that's it. But it, it's so much deeper than that. It's our nieces and nephews, our little cousins. We don't know who necessarily look up to us. We right. don't ask people, hey, hey, little fella, you look up right. to me? You know what I mean? They, they right. don't necessarily, sometimes they don't even know they look up to you. But they look at you. Yeah. If they, if they see you consistently, they, they, un, they unconsciously start to model behaviors of someone right. older. That's that's just a it's just a nat the law of nature. You know what I'm right. saying? They they see the men, they uh -huh. see how me as a man carry myself day to day, and right. they right. unconsciously start to model that behavior if it's right or if it's wrong. Correct. If I'm Amen. if I'm out here banging, then banging is glorified. Right. If I'm out here doing the right things, then they know uh -huh. what the right things is and they know what it looks like. That don't mean they're gonna do it, but right. they can say that they saw it. And right. it's, and it's and, and the onus always fall back on us as the men to set yeah. the example. There's not enough of us doing that, honestly. Right. Tom, Tom you, I like your highlights, but I highlighted the paragraph before that. So I'm gonna go ahead and read that. And, and, I, and I hope we can get back to where you just started off with men. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Let, me, let me make sure I get it before I get to, get to talking too much. <laughs> 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 and it says, uh, this is, when we look around our world today, we can see a lot of wear and tear. There's a lot of wear and tear on women who are being misused, abused, or neglected. There's a lot of wear and tear on children who are being forgotten, misled, or turned loose. There is a lot of wear and tear on churches that split sit stagnant or, full, or fail to develop men who grasp the abundant life or high call to discipleship. There's a lot of wear and tear in our communities and our nation as the economic, educational, racial, criminal, social, and healthcare wars dismantle our stability. Yet we cannot resolve any of these issues without first addressing the cause of them. Because if, we, if all we do is replace one wife with the new one, one career with the new one, one education or healthcare system with the new one, our identity with a new one, one church with a new one, or pawn the children out to sitters found in computer games, television, social circles, or school, we will end up with the exact same problem. Men. We do not, we don't have a wife, family, kid, community, or job problem. We have a man problem. And that's where you pick that up at. And this, it's so true. It's, it's, it really it's so true that if we don't get to the root of it, and, and like our Brother George said, he taught, he taught her how to go about these things. And so when she found her husband, She'll know what she's looking for. And when she got her daughter, she'll know how to raise her up in the avenue. And we all have to do that. We all have, And like Todd said, man, it's deeper than your immediate household. You got to get you got to get to your cousin, 
second and third cousins that you probably ain't seen since they were born that don't know how a real man should look. Because all, all they're doing is getting what, what people pat on the back. Like Todd said earlier, well, you sure got a lot of women. But well, you're the man. You're the, you're the man. Right. And, or, or, or they got a few cars doing the illegal thing. Well, I'm going to be just like you, but well, you got to go on. Right. And, and we know that's what's happening because they don't see enough of men that's doing the right thing. Let me let me share this with you. I was in the store up on North Main a few weeks ago, and three high school kids came in to get them something to eat, and I was at the counter, and I waited for them, and I waited till they got behind me, and uh, I told the cashier, I said, I'm going to pay for theirs. And they was like, for real, one, the little boy, he didn't have anything. So I said, you going to get some? Because I, I saw him the whole time. And then he said, yes, I'm going to get some. So they put all this stuff up there. I paid for it. And, and they, it changed their whole attitude that day because I saw them counting their money. It changed the whole thing. They thanked me. I, I thanked them for being school kids. And, and, and when we get an opportunity, we have to make an impact because we don't have all day. I, I couldn't see the kids all day. But when we get an opportunity, we have to make an impact. Right. And so in these young kids lie. Maybe maybe one day they'll remember that story and say, Man, I remember this this old dude bought me and so and so stuff and, and he ain't asking nothing, he ain't saying nothing. He just said, put it on the counter and I got it. So so we, we, we have to show them that that the love of God is still here and it'll right. bind. And and there's men that just want you to grow up to be great in God. That's right. good. That's good stuff. Right. And actually, brother Robert, I meant to highlight that, but I didn't have my highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it fell behind the bed or something, so I, and I didn't go back and get it. <laughs> That's good stuff. And the next thing I highlighted, oh, wow, it falls right in line with what you're talking about now. And it says, an entire society can be subjected to God's wrath at most, and his lack of blessing, at least, when men advocate their God-given positions. As recorded in Ezekiel, God released his judgment on a culture as a direct result of the absence of biblical manhood. God said, I would, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it but I found no one. Man, that was, that was, man, that was so rich in terms of what you just talked about. He said, I, I searched the land and he found not one, Come on, not, not, not one. And, and think about if he's looking down now, if he, if he, he's watching now, right. But, but we sold, we so singular focus on our kids, our mom, our wife. You know what I'm saying? We have a self-centered mentality now that that they don't go together. I can't be self-centered and kingdom-minded. No. I can't be self-centered and kingdom-minded because every time that unction hits me, nah, big five wanna go, uh-uh, I ain't paying it for, I ain't paying for nothing. Like, cause I got something I want to do already. If 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 I'm if I'm self-centered, I can't do his business. I can't do his work. If I'm always thinking about me and my household, and, and that as for this house, we shall serve the Lord. 
that's supposed to kill the self-centeredness right there. That's right. Yeah. If, if, if we truly mean that, then we can't be self-serving every time something come about. Right. Hey, Amen. That's good. That's good. Hey, I like man, that's a lot. I got a lot to uh, unpack out all that. I don't have nothing highlighted yet because I haven't caught up with you guys yet, but uh, I'll get there. But uh, <clears throat> personally, I like how chapter one ended going into chapter two. But since we, I'll, I'll just finna tell you that, brother. I didn't mean to cut y'all, but I'll just finna tell you that you could have highlighted chapter one. <laughs> the whole chapter. That, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be behind on y'all. That's a lot of things that I like, but everything what y'all talking about. Sometimes I think it all depends on how you grew up. Like you were saying, idolizing and drug dealers or whomever, like what uh, Elder Price was saying about child, about a man with women. Cause when I was a boy, I used to look up to my older brother. My older brother, I knew he was tough. He could fight. He got women, wasn't a problem. I looked at that and I wanted to be like that because he was like 13 years older than me. So I wanted to be like that. When I was like 10 years old and I know I know Price, you was grown, and George, uh, brother class, you was grown. But I used to watch the A-Team when they came on around like right. 1983. I was like 10 years old then. Right. And I idolized Mr. T. Because uh -huh. Mr. T, he was like, he was real tough, and he never lost a fight. And I wanted to be like that. It wasn't nothing about women or nothing. I just liked his toughness. Because it looked right. like he was always in charge. and could look like nobody could do anything to him and whatnot. And I idolized him. But I think every little boy, if you're around, to idolize their dad. Every boy that's like two, three, four, and five, if he's around, because I did a sermon on Father's Day some years ago, and I said, every day is Father's Day. And I did that because, you know, a little boy can have a toy, and if the wheel fall off his truck, the first thing he do, he go give it to his dad so he can pop the wheel back on there and whatnot, and you think your dad can fix anything. Most right. little boys think their dad is Superman. He can do anything. And whatnot. Maybe until you get a little older and you start seeing other things. But I put something on Facebook some years ago, and I think I still got it. I downloaded a picture, and there was a man holding, it was a black man holding his baby. And it said, the father to the son said, son, watch your footsteps. And it said, the son said, no, dad, watch your footsteps because I'm walking where you walk. Right. And I thought that was so powerful. That was good. With that right there. And I still think I got it. Every now and then I post that on there. He said, no, watch where you walk, because I'm following in your footsteps. Um, the thing with Brother George said, I believe uh, Price know when Jimmy Thomas, back when I was on his crew, and I wasn't even saved yet, he gave me a book by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And T.D. Jakes, Jakes, of course not sexually, but he said, your daughter, you should be the first man that she fall in love with. By the way that how you treat her. And just like Brother George said, and that reminded me of that when he said that all those things that he did, treating her nice, what type of man to look for, pulling the chair out for, holding the door open so she'll know what type of man to look for and things of that nature. But he said, you should be the first man that she fall in love with, not somebody else, because the way how you treat her and whatnot like that. So um, that was awesome, man. And like I said, it, it all depends on, I believe, where you grow up at, who you idolize. Like you said, you don't know who's watching and looking up to us, Todd. That's why we have to set that example of manhood, taking care of your family. I've always said that I never seen my dad kiss my mother. I never have. But I make sure that my sons, they see that. They see me and the mom going out to the movies and whatnot. They see the balloons and the candy on Valentine's Day and things. I didn't see that stuff coming up. Right. But I'm glad that I wasn't like that growing up. 
Even my wife even told me, she said, I'm glad you ain't nothing like how your daddy was. And whatnot like that. Because I said, this is a different day and age now anyway. The stuff right, that he got right. away with, you can't get away with that stuff now. You just can't. No, no. And no, whatnot, sir. you just can't do it. So it, it wouldn't have worked no way. I would have been by myself. And whatnot. Because right. no woman go put up with a lot of that foolishness like a lot of them did back in the 60s and 70s and all that. Not in this day and age. I think the burning bed changed that. Man, what you talking about? I didn't see the love and affection like that and whatnot. So, and whatnot. And that's why I got to make sure I make sure that my boys see that. I tell them when we out, hold the door open for a female when she's coming in. If you're coming in before her and she's in the park and she's standing right there, hold the door, wait for her to come in and hold the door before. Things of that nature. You got to teach them those things and whatnot, how to be a man and how to treat a woman, paying bills and being responsible and things of that nature. And whatnot, man, and just being an example. Right. 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 Amen. The next thing, the next thing I, I highlighted was the problem on page 65. The problems that we face today are fundamentally tied to what Adam began in the garden, a lack of alignment. The devil has sought to exploit personality flaws, differences, background, histories, and relational issues. But the reason why he has had such an open door to twist, turn, and take advantage of those areas is because we are out of alignment. As a result, those we are responsible for under our care have drowned in the wake of our chaos. Alignment is not just a suggestion, man. It is essential to carrying out your divine reason for being. I thought I thought that was really right, right, right. I thought right. that was rich. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, when we think about we die daily, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's an alignment statement also. You know what I mean? I'm not dying daily and to not be aligned again in Christ. You know what I mean? If I'm dying of big five, that means I'm <laughs> renewed in Christ. Which, which speaks of alignment. Mm-hmm. What you got, Brother George? Man, I'm just looking at that. Um, I think the devil, we give the devil too much credit. We but, do. yeah, we do. And I, I think it's just a matter of choice because you can, have, you can have a thought coming to your mind and, you know, but, and if it's not a, a thought, is not a thought, then we can make a decision whether we're going to do it because uh, when you know better, you're supposed to Yeah. Right. So in any, you can have a temptation in your mind, but that don't mean you can act out. See, Paul talks about you have the thought in your mind, but when you act it out, it becomes you don't want beyond that, you know. Right, right. You don't want obedience So we look at things that has sought to exploit uh, our, our personality, our flaws, our difference. See, all those are, are past things. The devil right. go into the all those things that we did were in the past. That's the things he bring up, bring back to our from to us, where we gotta act, we gotta know do that because I'm trying to do what is right according to what our God want me to live my life. The thing about the enemy mm-hmm. is one of his most important tools is confusion. Mm-hmm. 
Right, correct. Yeah. You can be doing you can be doing all kind of stuff in life and, and nothing to benefit from it but you. If it's not of God and the kingdom, then it's serving no purpose. But nobody but you. Yeah, you may be busy all the time doing a whole lot of stuff. But is, is it helping the kingdom? Is it benefiting somebody that God has placed on, on your plate, on your table, on your path? If not, then you're not aligned with, God, with, with the word of God. You're aligned with something or somebody, but not the kingdom. I mean, you're doing a whole, I mean, a whole lot of stuff to the community, but it's not in the, it's not in the kingdom if it's not of God. That's why you have to be at your appointed time and appointed place when he come looking. Like you said, he couldn't find no no man, no man. Not one. It, it, it was plenty of something on earth, but not no men of God. Right, right. And yeah, so, so you can be busy doing a whole lot of, when we drove up yesterday to uh, help with Sister Tamika, she was standing by her car. And we started laughing. We started laughing. Cause right. we said, here we are. We we you knew it was coming. She said, Yeah, uh, I'll gonna go, whether y'all came or not. Right, right. She, she was gonna keep that vision for fear to do whatever she could do, whether we showed up or not. Right. The fact that we showed up just completed what God needed to be done. But right. she was going to do her part no matter what. And you have to be, she could have said, no, I'm going to go home. But you right. have to be even focused that he'll do what he said. If you show up and do what you're supposed to do, he'll do his part. Right. And like I said, the whole street got done. The whole street. So, so I, I mean, you have to, you have to be, like I said, you have to be aligned. You have to right. be aligned. A, a line, you know what a car feel like when it's out of line. Jack, it, it very irritating. Very irritating. Good stuff, brother Robert. Um, I had some stuff highlighted on 66, 67, and 68, but now that I'm looking at it, it's really not in par with this stuff we talked about. What you had anything on them three pages, brother Robert? Uh, on 66, 78? Yeah. I'm sure I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 how about you, You got some on the pages? Uh, Tom, before we go, before we go, on, on 65, women and children first. Yeah. Women and children first. Uh-huh. They're talking about when the ship sank. Almost, almost not tainted, but not, not, not the same. But the fact that men understood that. Right. Women and children had to be saved first, and they knew they was gonna lose their life. Right. They knew they was gonna lose. Yeah. They. They. And two of them pull out their sword to make sure that that happened. Because if you, the men would have tried to get in that boat, everybody would have sunk. But the fact that men stood up, when men stood stand up, then the world can go forth. Right. When men don't, confusion about. It's 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 the order, honestly. Yeah, that's it's right. It's God's order. That's right. That, um, that's right. That man, I'm ready to dive into this headship. Man, this headship, <laughs> man. 
Number one, chapter one was really, really, really good. Very meaty. But this one, man, this one here was so strong. Let, let's jump in it. The first thing I highlighted on, on six, 69, page 69, while Paul refers to the beaming seat as a place to receive your reward for how you live as a Christian, though what men, what many men fail to realize is that it is also a place to re realize what you may have lost because of how you did not live out your Christian life. Both 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 and Romans chapter 14 verses 10 through 12 mentions standing before the judgment seat. What is revealed at the beaming is whether you were a kingdom man on earth, properly aligned under Jesus Christ, or whether you were a earthly man. How well you live in light of advancing God's cause in history will determine the rights and privileges granted to you during the 1,000 year kingdom reign of Christ. And um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Jesus. Man, man, mm -hmm. I, I, I read that about three times because a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, head, headship, is one of the things that people debate a lot. It's, it's one of the things people form fit. They make it fit they need, or you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of the things that people try to adjust and move and make it flexible. But his word said what it said. Right. It, it, it said what it said. Like, you can't form fit. None of the, you can't form fit none of the scriptures, but it's one of the ones that people try. It's one right. of the ones that people, I'm the head, not the tail. and, and, and and then, and it's one it's one of the ones that people really jack up the most. It is. Yeah. I had a dude, man. He was sound like a dragon when he started talking about the head and the tail. Hey, bro, <laughs> what is you talking about? You got five shooting out your mouth or something? I don't know what you talk about. But anyway, somebody give me some on that. I'm gonna dive in there with you one second time, but I got to read this first. And and this just a few one paragraph below what you just read. This is on page 68 and and this is the last paragraph on 68 uh, i highlighted that one did <laughs> a kingdom man models himself after the greatest kingdom man of all who over two thousand years ago rescued a world in distress when rather than call for 12 legions of angels to set him free from the cross willingly submitted himself under the orders of his captain and king to stand fast for all who would have otherwise been lost. That's, that's and, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we know who that is. Right. And, and when he, when, when he can do that and, and stay on that cross for me, I, I have to humble myself and, and do as much as I can for his kingdom. Now that I know how important it is, I have to. I mean, that every time I talk about the cross, it, it just renew my relationship with him. Correct. Yeah. I highlighted that too, Robert, because I, I think it might be the, the next page over 
from 67, he talked about, you know, he actually did a good job of explaining where Christ probably was at in terms of it. You know what I'm saying? In terms of not necessarily wanting to do it, but understanding the cost, knowing it, knowing how significant. And I and I really like that because I've really never heard it put in those terms. Like, because a lot of times we we just talk about it like Jesus just ready, really he wanted to do it. He 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 wanted to do it, but he had reservations from from a human, from yeah. a human, That's from right. a human perspective, from a fleshly perspective, you know what I'm saying? He did have some some doubts and he didn't necessarily want to do it from the human aspect, but he was all in from the kingdom aspect, all in for, for what it represented for us. He was all in, but the human fleshly aspect, he did a good job of bringing that up. So that's why I highlighted it. That's good yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. The next, the next thing, the next thing I highlighted was on page 71. And it says, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of woman, and God is the head of Christ. The concept of headship extends much further than just a delineation of authority. The ideal of headship includes covering, provision, protection, guidance, and responsibilities. These characteristics define Christ's relationship with the church as the head of the church. I, I thought that was a very clear-cut explanation <laughs> and uh, of what headship entails. I don't think it missed, I don't think it missed anything of what headship represents. Give me something on that. A lot of talking about headship. And I'm sure you don't hear somebody how you ain't the head of me. <laughs> I heard a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't want the covering. Not knowing what it means, not knowing what it what, what it entails. If if you're uncovered and you're not under headship, what ship are you under? Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the head of the man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. But now, there's a lot that entails that, right? Because Christ will sufficiently su su take care of all your needs. Right. Where the man, being head over the woman, has to do likewise. And that's where we get to start shaking and, and shivering and trying to cheat our way out of it. You expect Christ to take care of you, all your needs. In a time of trouble, we, you know what the scripture said. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, all that. And, and that's, that's your head covering. Well, you, you covering shouldn't be no less. Right, right. It shouldn't be right. no less. That, right. that that the man covers the woman and his household. Right. We have to do that. We have to do that. Because a, few years we, ago, a few years back, Brother Robert, probably in the 90s, <laughs> I had a teammate. Uh, more than likely, he's not watching. <laughs> if he is, he wouldn't mind. And he, he got married. And so for some strange reason, the best man decided to have the bachelor party at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> And of course, the, the wedding is a three o'clock wedding. 
And so we at Myrtle Beach on a Friday night and got to be back here for a three o'clock wedding. So of course we got back late. And and us being late uh, set the bride in not, not the best mood. <laughs> and so when they got to the part in the, <laughs> in the vows and, 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 and she's supposed to repeat. And, and when they said, obey, she said, obey. <laughs> obey. She said, I'm not no dog. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. And, oh, and, 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 and we ain't really, we, we, we hadn't really been to sleep. None of that, you know, we went to the beach or whatever. <laughs> and so when she said obey, she was like, I'm not a dog. And it was a stalemate. She was like, I'm not saying it. You come in here late and now I'm supposed to obey you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, no, that's serious, Todd. No. Yeah. I was just yeah. I, I was at my brother's wedding, and that was taken out. For real? That was that part was taken out. You don't see. I that think because obey obey is kind of a harsh. It, it has a harsh overtone to it. It's a directive <laughs> versus what what marriage really is is a partnership. And when you say obey, it's a directive, and people don't really like directives. I think they didn't take that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obey. Uh, Everywhere, even in my minister book, when you do weddings. But vows obeying even in there. It wasn't in a couple of, it ain't even in there. When it said, I'll do this or I'll, it ain't even in there. The part of that, because like you said, I think that didn't cause too many problems. It's too harsh. It's too too harsh of a word. How many times have someone even told someone to obey them? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so, so most of the time, this is the first time this woman had somebody say, you gonna obey me. You know what I mean? At the altar on my, I'm looking as good as I ever looked. And now I'm right. supposed to obey this dude? Is you crazy? Being grown, yeah. Cause we oh, when you talk about obeying obedience, it's mostly for children. But um, but as we as like you said, headship and whatnot. If I'm under my pastor, <clears throat> like I said, if my pastor has me to do something, I'm obedient. I'll be obedient to my pastor, and I don't mind saying that and whatnot because it's just like me. I'm just not gonna get out here and start a church on my own and tell my pastor and bishop. I'm good. I done learned a lot from you. I don't need you no more. Thank you so much. Just go ahead and pray for me. That's not good if you if you start in a church and you don't have a head. It's always right. good to have a headship over you, somebody you can lean on for advice. Yes, you know you go always pray and fast and, and give with God, but it's always good, good to have somebody to have that experience. You know what? Right. And secondly, I think that's a problem where too many men or women are on their own without headship. And what right. I could have just said, the head of every man is Christ. So me and his kingdom men, we go always have that head right there. Because first of all, that's the word. But in the natural, it's right. good to have head. It's good to have a church to have somebody that's over you that got that type of experience and everything. And first, you got to submit. And that's one thing. No, nobody. You got to have a submissive spirit. Because in right. order to be a good leader, you got to be a good follower. Obey. Amen. You're not just going to be just, I know what it says. You got born leaders. I get that. But in order to be a good leader, you've got to be able to follow and whatnot. Because, you know, a lot of people take on your personality and whatnot. And then, see, if you wasn't a good follower, then with somebody bucking up against you, now it's going to be problems. But you should be able to identify with that. Because if you wasn't a good Christian, now how you expect somebody to obey and do the things that you need them to do? Uh, that's why you got to submit and have headship. We as kingdom men, we got to submit. That's why I said submit yourself before God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. A lot of times we like to say resist the devil and he'll flee, but that sentence right before that, it says submit yourself before God, and that's what we have to do. Men have to submit too as well when it comes to that. 
Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up. Saul's kingdom was taken because he didn't obey. And, 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 and the prophet said that obedience is better than sacrifice. sacrifice. Right. Amen. Yes. So, so, so we as kingdom men, we shouldn't be afraid of obedience. Amen. We should right. be. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, if somebody said, man, you know what? You know, on the Zoom call, look like Todd in charge. Okay. I can, I can submit to that. I have no problem with that. Right. And, and we still going to get blessed the same. Right. Thank you for him being in charge. See, see, we can't allow what, 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 what the human mystic right. say about us. And, and, and we get all upset. He's in charge of me. He, he, he knows. I'm not, no, man. Mm. We, we we doing this together. We submitting right. it so that for the better good that the world can go forth. So so we have everybody have to come under one umbrella. It has to be some type of order. Yeah. Because yes. it wasn't it'd be chaos. Just like what he was talking about in, in, in I think in chapter one. A lot of things it has to be chaos. That's so right. I don't say, okay, we get ready to move on to the next chapter. Well, what am I gonna say? No, let's let's go back to this one. No, right. fine, let's just go. It has to be some order in this thing. Like with us, let's go ahead and start this thing now. I mean, ain't nobody got no problem with that. I know I don't. Amen. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we all brothers in Christ. Somebody has to be in command and take charge of this thing and whatnot. That's it. You just said it. Uh, Price, that's right. Somebody tell me a little like Todd in charge. Man, please. That's fine. This brother, he the one who started, he the one that get us on, he the one that sent out the text messages, he the one that sent out the passwords and all that type of stuff. I ain't got no problem with that. Right. He doing all the work. He doing all the work, but but no, we don't want him to be in touch. Come on. <laughs> and God tells us about order. He talks about order. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many, how many things have been tore up by one person saying right. something like that, and, and it's all over now. So, so we have to, we have to talk about being submissive. We have to talk about obedience, so that the the world can go forth in in, in a living atmosphere that the Lord has created. So, yeah, yeah. But, well, it's, it's it'll be it's think about how more difficult, how much more difficult it is to glorify His name without order. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if if Brother George want to talk about something, if, if Brother Robert want to talk about something. And Brother Dakota want to talk about something. I want to talk about something at the same time. <laughs> All of us want to talk about something different at the same time. It's, it's absolutely no glorification going on because nobody can hear nothing that we're saying. Amen. And, and there's so many different reasons why he loves order. Because, because you got to get to structure. You got to have order before, before you can even set the standard to what the structure that you're trying to put in place. Right. We gotta we gotta eliminate chaos before we can get to anything. Because if it's That's chaotic, right. you can't get to nothing. Christ is not the all good stuff. You know that. Yeah, all good stuff. The next thing I highlighted was theology also clearly tells us that Jesus is equal to God. Headship doesn't determine or reflect a lack of equality. In fact, Jesus himself states clearly that he and the Father are one. That's in John chapter 10, verse 30. That's Likewise, right. headship doesn't deny oneness. Rather, headship defines function. If ever there was an illustration of the crucial nature and accomplishment of biblical headship, cavalry was it. 
Jesus was able to function in alignment at Calvary in the heat of battle because he held an accurate understanding and practice of it prior to Calvary. I thought that was really good also because a lot of people can't, especially early in this walk, I didn't, I, I didn't know how to separate the relationship between Jesus and God because it wasn't properly taught as a kid when I was in church. It, it wasn't properly taught the, the headship and the relationship of Jesus and God. So I'm sure I'm not the only one that had to figure that out and, and study and learn about it because some some people taught taught it separately. Some people didn't t- teach it at all as a kid. So I was confused when I once I really got hungry for the word itself. Right. Okay. Amen. Definitely got to know the order thing. And that's for sure, because there will be confusion. <clears throat> and it's like I said, it's self-explanatory. It tells you who the head of what. Now it says in a marriage, everybody has their orders. The husband, what you supposed to do, what the wife supposed to do, what are the children supposed to do. Actually, it's, it's self-explanatory, but it's good that somebody can break it down because right. I think a lot of times, especially women, they have some of them, some, maybe not all, have a problem with, with submit. But the thing is, because I like that shows a sign of weakness. I say, no, it doesn't. It's an order thing. I can't be domineering and dominating you because then I'm out of order. And what right. I see, because I got, I'm supposed to love you like I love myself. And like you say, you do not hurt what you love. And what right. I can't be bitter towards you. I'm supposed to love you like Christ loved the church. So it all falls in line. So it's not showing a sign of weakness and whatnot with that, but that has to be taught that. Because I tell right. a woman, cool, we have our orders too. We can't treat you any kind of way. So if you submissive right. to me, I'm supposed to honor that and whatnot. Let us say, treat like the weaker vessel and all. I have my orders. It says to take care of the household. Any man who doesn't take care of his household is less than an infidel and all that, which is an unbeliever, whatever the case may be. It, uh, you might have whatever the definition you might have of that. It says you're less or worse than an infidel. And when that, so it's about three or four different things that we have to do. And it's just simply telling women to submit. That's all you have to do. But we have, it's not telling you to love me like you, like Christ loved the church, even though they go do it anyway. But I'm saying that. Those things, like you said, Todd, they have to be taught. You have to know headship. And it just said it right here. Who's head of who? The man has his head. The woman has her head. Christ has a head. I mean, we all have a head and whatnot. Um, one of the things I see with Jehovah Witness, I got, you know, they handed out, they track with the watchtower or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the topic on the front of it said, is Christ and God, is Jesus and God the same person? I'm like, what? And like that, I think the scripture clearly states, like you said in John 10 and 31, I and my father are one. Right. So that, that is that debate right there. So if that's a whole group of people that, that don't believe in that, that's an issue. That's a big problem if you don't believe that they're one, if you believe they're all separate. Right. And then right. you try to use scripture to back it up, believe it or not. But, right. you know, we have to believe that, like you said, Christ is ordered. They are aligned up and we have to be aligned up as well. Christ and God is aligned, and you got to know that God is your head. You have to be aligned with that, because we just said it. When a car's out of alignment, if I let go of the steering wheel and it makes a left or a right turn on its own, that's a problem. That's right. bad. Now my wheel's getting all tore up. Now I'm wasting gas and all kind of other food. It has to be in alignment. Right. And we have to be in alignment. Our marriage has to be in alignment. Husband and wife have to be in alignment. All of that right. has to be in alignment. Amen. That's good stuff, bro. Brother mm-hmm. Robert. Give me yes, some of you give me some of you like highlighted. All right. Yes, sir. I'd be glad to do it. I wish I had uh, some. Brother Rand, that's good. That that was good. Uh, 
I, I, I like that. that. That was good. Good. Not often, but that's good. That's compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't get many of them. I'll take it. <laughs> Amen. This is this 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 is page seventy-two, the, about the third paragraph, and it says. Jesus operated, you read it, but I'm going to read it again. Jesus operated with the correct mindset because of Christ's submission to the headship over him. Then you and I and anyone who puts his trust in him for salvation will now have a drastic, drastic, drastically different eternity than we would have had if Christ had chosen to do his own thing which a lot of folks like to do and say, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. Well, if Christ did his own thing and said, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for his shit. I'm glad he didn't do his, and you explained it earlier, I'm glad he didn't do his own thing, that right. He, right. Fulfilled, he fulfilled the will of, of his headship. So uh, I'm thankful for it that, that, that we can have salvation through Christ, which is our head, which is right. the head of because then all that don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. What you doing don't mean nothing. Because if we're not covered by his by Christ and the 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 the, the scene at, at Calvary, then we're in trouble. Right. Amen. Judgment day. Justice, people forget this. Justice it is a a part of Christ. And when Adam sinned, justice demanded in order for God to get his children back home. Mm-hmm. Amen. You had to give something equal or greater than Adam. So that's why he had to come through 42 generations. Because justice demanded. I'm not letting I'm not letting your children come back home until you give me something that can cover them. Right. As it was before he sinned. So I mean, it couldn't be nobody but Jesus. It had to right. be perfect. Because right. justice wasn't going to sacrifice. It was not going to lower its standards in heaven. That's why uh, Lucifer got kicked out. Justice, justice would not lower its standards to allow anybody to come to heaven. You must be covered through the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't get there no other way because he's the one that made the ultimate sacrifice. And I, I for one, don't mind him being my headship. Matter of fact, I thank God he is my headship. Amen. That way, I know I'm covered. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, brother Robert. Good stuff, man. Um, on page seventy six, I highlighted, and he put all things in subjection under his feet, and, yes. and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church, established as a governing body in subjection to Christ, has been designed to uniquely carry out the role of manifesting God's rule on earth. That was, that was really rich and very defining, defining in terms of the church. And, and then on page 77, especially for us as, as husbands, in the first paragraph, it said, men, this is your job. If your wife or children have a question, it is your responsibility to hunt it down and provide an answer for them. If your wife is referencing your pastor's name more than yours during the week, you are not adequately 
satisfying your role as spiritual head in your home. You are your wife's pastor. Man, I, that right there hit me there, man. That was that was a whole mouthful of stuff. A whole lot, a whole lot of unpacking that really. Because it seems like we don't like to talk about that because we still struggle with headship and trying to break that down and get our wives to understand kind of what our role is. That 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 right there is deep. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? If my wife as the head, that comes under that. Her spiritual well-being is my responsibility. Partly, partly, partly. She got to do some work too. Right. But especially her spiritual drifting. I, let me put that her spiritual growth right. is her responsibility. But right. the protection aspect, when I see her spiritually drifting, I will say that that's my responsibility. Right. When I see her falling and doing things out of character from a spiritual standpoint, it's, right. hey, let's let's have a conversation. And, and if it's something I can do, it's my responsibility to do that. Right, 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 right. Being the, being, being the head of the household, uh, we have to we have to make sure that we mm -hmm. provide and allow mm -hmm. her, her to grow in, in, in the relationship so that when we are not around, she can function. Right, right. She can function. Without worry, fear, or anything else, she can function. That that that's when you know that you you are lying when 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 you're not there right, and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we and it, it, it's I mean, like I said, I've been married now eleven years. It's something we got to grow with. It don't happen overnight, right? Right. Because you bring in two into one, so a lot of stuff gonna have to come out and and, and get. Uh, rejuvenated, get get uh, cut up, throwed out. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But but as the head, we have to do what we are called to do, and 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 that's why we keep going back to Adam. He didn't do that. He allowed the enemy to talk to his wife. Right, 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 right. While he was there, and then he took other fruit that was forbidden. We can't allow that. That that's what that's what headship keeps the enemy abound. Cause once he get in, you got to fight to get him out now. Amen. You got to fast and pray hard to get him out. You know, but, but you, you, you know, fight. Robert, yes, sir. I mean to cut you off. For me, I'm just speaking for me. When I think about Adam and Eve, headship is not the thing that comes to mind. But but you just said it. Honestly, when you re when you really look back at that, when you look at Adam and Eve, it was all about headship. When when you look at how it all unfolded, mm -hmm. if he was functioning in headship, it wouldn't have turned out. It wouldn't have turned out in the fashion that he did if if he was funk like it said if he was aligned, if he was truly aligned, that means he would have automatically stepped into headship. He, he would have automatically stood in and said something. That silence thing keep ringing out at me, man. He would have yeah. stood up and said something, but he told he didn't say anything, and so forever eternity was ever affected because of he wasn't functioning headship. I've never just now it just hit me just now that that Adam and Eve and the garden was about headship. 
Mm -hmm. Right away, immediately, God placed headship in 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 place. He he placed headship in motion immediately. Like it wasn't it wasn't generations, and and I I need God needed to know that headship was going to be important. It no, it was important. He established it immediately, and Adam <laughs> failed at it. The first right. man, the first man failed at the headship, and I think that's why it's even more important as we move forward to understand it because think about think about the divorce rates oh my goodness but but oh. guess what the average person talk about the reasons why money right mm -hmm. they'll say finances. most people agree that finances yeah they'll start talking about finances and stuff right i ain't never heard nobody say headship no right because right. because to be Truly be under headship, that means I'm I'm aligned under God and Jesus. I'm moving in a, in a way that pleases them. Mm -hmm. So when any any interaction I have with my wife in in times that's not good, he's still going to get the glory. Right. And, and, and divorce is not on the horizon. No, no. You see, you remember them pages, Rod, when it talks about how the woman, um, how women naturally fall under us when we move in that way you remember them in them pages when it says that it talks about women are designed to succumb and really they they, they just fall in love when we moving like that and so mm -hmm. if we if we was focusing on headship the divorce rate by itself just the headship alone would cut divorce in half just mm -hmm. just by men we talked about men not being what we need to be in in the um alignment um part of this but man, that man, this headship thing, oh, man, is that's that that's good. That's hard. That that that's I like that. That that's powerful. Just just think about think about the church mm. and, and the divorce rate in the church. Right. Yeah, just think about the divorce. It's so high and, and it's mostly a lot of leaders. We're not I ain't talking about nobody now. I'm just saying a lot of leaders we on TV and everywhere else get divorced like that. Right, right. And like you said, they never talk about headship. This was the problem, and that was the problem, not headship. 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 You know? And, and, and you know, they, I'm sure they can afford Tony Evans' book just like we did. Right. But they never think about it. They, 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 they just go from church to church and, and just keep on living and, and, and remarrying and having the same problems because they never, they never sat down to think about what what really is wrong? If I pray on my way home, if we if I got something heavy, right? If I got something that doesn't move the needle on my temperature gauge and I'm feeling some kind of way, and if I turn the radio off and I'm praying and talking to God, when I get home and I sit in the driveway or in the car for a little while and I'm still talking to God and I'm being led about even when to have the conversation. Even to the point to, um, hey, Lord, let me know when she's ready and sensitive to the for this conversation. If I do that, how how likely are we gonna have a knockout drag out? Not likely, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, nah, but 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 if Big Five listening to Young Jesus, mm -hmm. <laughs> Big Five listening to Young Jesus coming down the road, or Yo Gotti, and I get and I go straight in the house, yeah. Man. It's on, yeah. it's on and popping up in here. I ain't because right. I'm not thinking about glorifying the kingdom. Yeah, I want to be right. I want to be heard. 
know what I'm saying? And again, I want to be right. <laughs> yeah, going in with the wrong right. spirit right there. Right, right. That's right. the wrong frame of mind. Okay, just the wrong right. thing. But like you said, when you're talking to God, doing what you're supposed to do as a kingdom man, right. and being led by God, like you said, I think the chances of a knockdown drag out will be low. Even if she started, even if she raising all kinds of sand, you'll already be in alignment with God and you're not even going there. I right, say if exactly. that's the case and whatnot. Exactly. But if not, but when you're out of alignment, like you right. say, listening to young cheese and all of that type of foolishness. Now, if you're out of alignment, then yes, it's, it's going to be some issue. If you want to go, like you said, because you're ready to go in there with things your way, you want it to whatever the case may be. And that, that's not in alignment. No, and that's not in alignment. Not. And, and it ain't going to go right with right. that right there. Well, he gonna set me up because I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the glory from the job, and he gonna yeah, say, "Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Good luck with that. He ain't gonna stop you. He ain't gonna twist your arm. That's right. You'll be on your knees again later on tonight because this right. is gonna get ugly. <laughs> because I'm going in with the wrong mindset, man. This headship, right. I didn't I didn't realize the headship because I I skin I skin through the titles. I don't read this book twice, but they've been a minute ago. And then mm -hmm. I said headship. I knew the alignment part of it was going to be good, but right. until we, until right now, as we're going through it, I didn't realize how meaty right. this was. The last thing that I highlighted, then we're going to get ready to try to get out of here, was on page seventy-eight. It says, "Sin in your life, whether from sins of omission or sins of commission, will remove you from a correct alignment under God, right. righteousness." which is not perfection, but an honest and regular confession of sin, turning from sin, and right. intentionally seeking to do and think what is right according to God's truth will keep you in alignment under him. Amen. That, that was one of the richest things I got out of these, these two, two chapters that we, we went that's, through. That's man. powerful right there. Yes. Because, you know, I, I think about it like if I'm in here and I'm going to be get naked before you. If I'm in here, I'm having a sexual encounter with myself and I haven't, you know, I and I haven't uh had sex in a while I, and in the uh acerbate. You follow right. you and then now mm -hmm. I'm sitting in here, I'm like, you know, thinking about it. I go to the act of duty, and then after that I feel so broken, torn up, you know, and, mm -hmm. and now you know where do I go from there? Now I didn't, I didn't, you know, and then and then all it come to, you know, adversary. Oh man, you about nothing. You ain't a man of God. You ain't this. You ain't right. Got and then but the Bible says you still got to, you got to repent. You don't have to repent. Got to repent. Got to repent. What you going through? Your flesh. You, you feel like I mean we said our spirits wouldn't, but flesh. You go through those things, but you you can't stay there. You can't stay there. Got to get point. And now we're trying to do something. We're trying to do without God's help. Right. If you really want to, want to, want to, want to, want to, want to get help with something, you got to go to God. When you put on your own, it's, you know, you got to be mad. You got to be at that point where you, where, where you broken. And, and I'm going to tell you something. It, it, being, being a single man, being in like man, I tell you, it it it's a daily fight. It's a fight. It, right. it, it's a because you know, I, I have a female around me twenty, right. but it does not give me the right. To fight. 
because I don't. You follow what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff. Give me the right to do I'm under a different authority and authority and God. Right. Right. In regardless of what I have a purpose. I have a purpose. No. That, that purpose, man. That purpose. Yeah, now I, I mean it's a difference now. See, I ain't in the world. No. See, but now you know, and, and you get convicted. But once you get convicted, coming, you got get convicted. You got to be a convicted enough to be obedient. Right. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Brother George, you blowing me up. I know we got to go. Todd, I can't shut on this. So I, I got to spit it out real fast. Now, two things. Brother, Brother George, I was 15 years in being saved before I got married. Never touched a woman, never cheated on God or nothing. 15 years. Just me and the Lord. Now, now we, me and you going to talk about that in a future date. We we we, we, we gonna talk about that later. Just know this. Just, just know this. When you want the woman, when you want a wife, he'll give you a wife. Right. Just know this. Yeah. And he gonna give you the one he wants you to have. Right. And, and you probably already just saw. Her. I, I I I'm gonna stop right there for a minute. I, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to get this out, Todd. Listen, listen. We we'll talk about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to get some good stuff. You should not be surprised if a woman is not following your lead if you're not following Christ's lead. Read that. Just, just, just imagine. Just, just imagine now. She know the Bible like you do. So you run around here talking about you do the man of God. Uh, and you ain't treating her like that. Amen. She doesn't uh, really follow you. Yeah. Think about that now. That, that's Think good stuff. I, I, I saw that, man. I, that was that was rich. That was rich too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I mean, so so we have to be very mindful and careful, right. and, and and always allowing Christ to lead us. Because when we don't, right. then alignment get to knocking real bad. Right. And, right. And uh, Dakota said it. Uh, it'll take you off the road. Yeah, it will. To the right. When you got a bad alignment, that thing get very, very, very well. Start to tear your tires up and everything else. So when we are alignment with Christ, then our our wives, they know it. They can feel it. They can see right. it. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. They, they can, just like a car, just not aligned bad. Our right. family, not just our wives. That's right. Our kids, as, as they get to a certain age, they're That's right. wobbling off the road also. Right. Right. Especially, especially when we've been strong, when we've been a tower of strength, and then they right. see us wobbling. And that, it's not hard to recognize, hey, mom, what's going on with dad? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's been a little strange. It ain't going to be a one-day thing. It'll be right. over a period of time. Mom, I noticed dad been wobbling. He okay? Like, they'll yeah. be concerned. Good stuff. That's good stuff, brother right. Rob. You got anything else? Uh, Brother George has got me full of right now because, uh, <laughs> and Brother George, she, uh, he, he getting all beautified for you. He, 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 he getting away for you now. I, I look at, she, he, he got her. He, he just got on the potter's wheel right now. So, so she, she coming. She comes. Yeah. He got you now. He forgot about you. 
Yeah. He's, 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 about it. he's working right now. I can tell you that. Amen. 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 Good stuff. Hey, God bless you, brothers, man. Hey, man. Another another good night, man. Uh, Dirty Bird. Dirty Bird ain't been too long. Got home, so he, that's probably why he wasn't. Brother, keep brother Dakota when you pray. Make sure you keep brother Charles in prayer. His daughter's surgery is tomorrow. Uh, I think Darren. I think Darren might have been out of town. I think he had a gig. Um, I talked to Jerome. He he'll be pro, he'll he'll be on Sunday next Sunday. He got Amen. some stuff going on, but he's good. Just keep him lifted up in prayer. Man, I've had this book. I couldn't find the old one, so I had to get another one. But I've had this book, man. But if, if I had you guys to walk through it, you know, like reading it by yourself mm-hmm. with that true understanding, kind of just, for me, it was, I like to read. So it was right. more debt than mm-hmm. reading for nuggets. You know what I mean? Like I've read this, this is my third time. And now I'm seeing stuff that I never paid attention to on the first two times through it. Because I get a place and I read books. That's what I do. I read, I probably read at least 10 books a year, at least. And so just going through it with you guys, man, it's almost like a brand new book to me because I see so much that I didn't see the first two times. And mm-hmm. so, man, tonight been good, man. Been a okay. great night, actually, man. Man, you guys are right. the best. If don't nobody love me, I know <laughs> I got eleven brothers that do. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. And, yes, and, and, and that means every, it means everything to me, man. Yes, man everything I've I, everything I've ever needed from you guys, right. y'all always came through. You know, hey, me, me and Dakota and, and Robert was talking. Hey, man, right. I don't know where everybody at tonight, but they said two, they're two guys. Amen. His name, we got all we need in there. As soon as I said that, Brother George clicked in, man. Man, he just got his, <laughs> he got his hands all around us, man. And it's, yeah. it's just so, I think it's so unbelievable sometimes it makes you see stuff that's not even happening. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he got yeah. a soul, he he has a soul covered. And I'm going to try to reach out to Rick probably one day this week, man, just to check up yeah. on the man. Rick, Rick is in Vegas. Right? He in Vegas? Yeah, he in Vegas. He's doing a... Uh... A world softball tournament. Oh man, well he doing good then. In Las Vegas, he doing real good. Doing real good. <laughs> Anytime yep. you're in Vegas, you good. Yeah, but go ahead and reach out. Glad I definitely, I definitely will appreciate that, brother George. Hey man, I don't have nothing else, brother Dakota. Give me your takeaways and prayers out of here, man. Another great night. Hey, brother Dakota, tell you, brother Dakota, I want to tell you that I love you. You're looking good tonight, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you. God bless you, brother. I was just telling you, you smell that cocoa good. butter from the screen again. I'm telling you, I'm keep it straight. Uh, hey, Brother George, I was, I just told Todd when we were doing, I said, man, I'll just ask about you. I said, you heard from George and whatnot. I heard from him a couple of weeks and whatnot, man. So, like I said, I love you, brothers. I'm thinking about you. I uh, I texted Rick the other day and told him that the Zoom meeting going to be on Sundays now. So, okay. I told him that. So he does know that now. So, I did let him know because I didn't know if anybody reached out to him but at least he knows now and whatnot so um you know now that he hasn't been on here in a while but i still got a lot of love for him that oh, yeah, he's still out for him and just let him know that we on sunday nights now at uh at eight o'clock and whatnot right. man but um awesome lesson on tonight uh about being a kingdom man uh being in alignment headship uh, a lot of nuggets to take away on that um <clears throat> i think this is a good book like i was telling price when we was going up to whitmire you know, I know Todd, Todd, you're a bookworm. Like you said, man, you read a bunch of books a year and whatnot. And most books I get, I never finish. 
and whatnot. I got a bunch of books, man. I probably get halfway through them, and that's about it. And I don't never finish them, but I'm right. praying that I do finish this one because I see what you you holding up something there. What you got? It's um, marriage ain't for punks. Okay. Um, you heard of the show um, Married at First Sight? Yeah, I did hear it. Yeah, that's just, a TV. Show. Just just the um, he's the he's the pastor counselor on the show. Oh. Man, this book. It's a it's a it's a must for for married people. Anybody think about getting married? It's, it's it, it he's really kind of countering a lot of old myths that people thought and mm. tying them into biblical scriptures mm -hmm. of why he's saying what he's saying. So just I just wanted to share that with you guys. Oh, hey, uh, take a picture of that and send it to me. All right, Thank you. definitely because you definitely are a bookworm, man. Uh, so I'm gonna definitely try and get to this. I've seen there's a lot of, like I said, I'm just on chapter two. It looked like I ain't gonna never catch up to you. I'm gonna show try and whatnot because I ain't had nothing to highlight in there. But I'm I'm gonna try and do that. So hopefully next uh, next week, Lord willing, if ever all is good, I should hopefully I should be way ahead than what I am. If I'm still on chapter two, then we got problems. But I'm gonna try and uh, go ahead and get through this thing this week as much as possible because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Amen. And God bless each and every last one of you brothers on tonight. And I love you. And we will go ahead into a word of prayer and get ready to close out. <clears throat> Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this meeting on tonight, God. Father God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for these men and men, these mighty men of God that's on the Zoom meeting tonight, God. And Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every one that wasn't on the line tonight, Heavenly Father. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, Lord, for Brother Jerome Boyd and, and Brother... Uh, <clears throat> And Brother Todd and Brother Robert Price, Brother Prentice in Jesus' name, God, Brother George Class, Brother Glenn Bynum, Brother Kenneth Billy in Jesus' holy name, God, Brother Rick Mendenhall, Brother Joshua, Brother John, Brother Darren in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, I love all of these men of God. Bless all of these men. Order their steps, Lord. And for Brother Charles, Lord, touch his daughter Brandy in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Guide the yes, hands Lord. of the surgeon, yes. Lord. We praying that it's all going to be all well in Jesus' holy name, God. We count it done in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, we just pray in Heavenly Father, Lord, that you have your way and your will be done in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, as we depart from this place, Heavenly Father, Lord, continue to order our steps and use us for your glory. We are kingdom men. No matter what the devil may say, the devil is a liar if he says otherwise. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. I read somewhere in this book, Lord, that when we walk out the door, Heaven, earth, hell, all should take notice when we walk outside in the mighty name of Jesus, God, because we are kingdom men. We are difference makers in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I pray, Lord, that you strengthen each and every one of us, God, to be a positive uh, difference maker in Jesus' holy name. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we continue to pray over our families, Lord, and we be the head of our household. You use us for your glory. Bless every marriage. Bless every single man on here to resist temptation, God. Use them in Jesus' holy name. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory because you are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 What a thing. I felt that. I felt that. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome night tonight, man. I love you guys, man. Can't wait the next Sunday, man. Uh, Brother Dakota, man, get you two, three pages a day. You, it, you'll be amazed because if you take the mindset of two or three, you'll read four or five, and they think you'll be. You'll be All right, brother. You're, you're a grown man. Read the book. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> I, ain't tired. I just don't sit around all day like you. I got to work, man. I got to do. 
I've been sitting around and taking naps and watch Touched by an Angel. You want me to tell the brother <laughs> that's what? Not Touched by an Angel. That's exactly what, Yeah, go ahead and tell it to him.